Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, it's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. And hello, everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Thank you for joining us. Here we are at midweek. So glad that you have joined us and for letting us be part of your day. We wish you happy holidays, a very merry Christmas. We have lots to talk about today. We're going to check back in on the DTN Virtual Ag Summit, talk with some of their speakers, and just get a feel on how that um, virtual event is going, some of the big takeaways from their meeting this week. And uh, we're also going to be talking uh, about uh, the news of the day, and that, of course, is the choice of former Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack to be the next Secretary of Agriculture. Let's talk about that with Phil Brasher, Executive Editor for AgriPulse Communications. Phil, thank you for joining us. Um, Glad to be here. He was Ag, he was Ag Secretary for eight years, and now it looks like he's going to at least four more. What, do, what are your thoughts on that? How did all this come about? We were hearing Marsha Fudge, we were hearing Heidi Heitkamp, and then all of a sudden... Uh, we started hearing more and more about the possibility of Tom Vilsack returning to USDA. What have you heard about how all this came together? Well, cabinets are, uh, you know, putting together a cabinet is a delicate balancing and a delicate balancing act, and obviously uh, they were doing some of that. I think it also says something about uh, the president-elect's priorities. They've made clear that uh, climate uh, change, addressing climate change, is going to be a major priority. And this is something, this is an area where Tom Vilsack has been very involved in. He uh, really played a big role in shaping uh, Biden's uh, campaign uh, proposals when it, around climate and around agriculture specifically. So I think it, um, it, uh, it means he's uh, going back to somebody he trusts and somebody who will, uh, can carry out what they, uh, they want to do, particularly around this issue. It was obvious that he was a trusted advisor to the Biden camp, um, and I see a lot of reasons why they would want to choose him for this position. I wasn't sure he would want to do it. I mean, obviously he wanted to be involved in the campaign in various capacities, but I wasn't sure he wanted to come back to USDA. Uh, so this will be interesting. He's, he'll certainly bring a lot of experience having held that job for eight years. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, cabinet sectors usually have often have had enough after four years, much less eight years. He's coming back for four more. And uh, let's let's be honest, he's going to take a big pay cut. Uh, uh, you know, he's, after, he's been the last four years at the U.S. Dairy Export Council, a big coup for the dairy industry and in getting him. Uh, and the salary there was about a million dollars a year. Suffice to say, the Ag Secretary gets a bit less than that. Yeah, I've got lots of stories from covering him for eight years at USDA. And one of the things that always jumped out to me, he, he could be very intense at times. And I, I'm told that people that worked with him, uh, they felt that too, his intensity. I felt at one time after doing an interview with him, I was walking out of the room and all of a sudden he comes rushing up at me, got right up into my face. And I thought, is he mad? Because he had this stern look on his face. And it was just, he wanted me to... Uh, express and, and tell the story of, of whatever that issue was at that particular time. But he just felt so strongly about it. He was urging me to, you, you need to get this story out. You need to tell. <laughs> the way he just rushed up to me caught me by surprise. I'll never forget that. But he, he can be very intense, and he feels very strongly about some key issues. Yes, uh, he is intense. And I've uh, covered him during that uh, administration. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. He takes he, he is a policy wonk. He takes these issues very, very seriously. Um, you know, and uh, he, you know, if he makes a mistake, he's uh, he's quick to apologize too. But he he is intense. There is no question about it, and there's no question that he feels strongly. He was he was advocating around this uh, car, carbon issue and climate. Uh, he he came into office back in 2009. As ag secretary uh, uh, promoting that, this is this is not new. It's something that he's been deeply involved in the thinking about um, for you know well over a decade. How much do you think played into it? Because when we were hearing about Marsha Fudge, who I guess is going to HUD, uh, but 
that there was talk about concerns about her not having a production ag background and uh how much do you think that figured into it uh i don't know exactly i'm sure that's a that's a uh, was a factor look um from from a political perspective a president needs an agriculture secretary that can work with capitol hill can can because every one of every state has two senators and there's a lot of uh farm states with two senators there's a lot of ways to get into trouble on capitol hill and have trouble getting your agenda through the senate if you don't work with those uh, with those senators and work with those states and understand those states and there's a lot of ag issues and a lot of involvement with usda so it's important to have an agriculture secretary who can work with capitol hill and can work with farm groups and has the respect and keep problem the other thing the other thing is very important as I've always argued that you really want an agriculture secretary who can stay out of the news because if the ag secretary is in the news, usually something bad has happened <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the food supply. Yeah, I, and, uh, and, and Bill, I can do that. Yeah, and we'll see what happens, but you would think his experience in, in knowing those the, the things to avoid and mm-hmm. how to handle certain situations, you would think that would probably come in handy. Uh, Let's move quickly before we wrap it up uh, to where we're at on a spending bill, a COVID aid package. Have, have they gotten any closer on that? Uh, they seem to be making progress. Uh, the big hangups are still uh, are still the hang the big hangups, and that's uh, business liability protection. How far do you go? There's a lot of negotiations into yesterday about that among uh, uh, this uh, bipartisan group of uh, senators. Mitch McConnell. Uh, the other issue is that the Democrats want is as much uh, spending for state and local governments as possible. Those have been the two big issues. They continue to be the big issues, but there is uh, certainly appears to be a will uh, to uh, to get something done um, this week and next. Well, they got to get a spending bill done, right? Right, and these would, these would presumably these would be wrapped together uh, a, a new coronavirus relief bill and the fiscal 2021 spending um, spending legislation that all be wrapped together, presumably passed next week uh, before. Uh, yeah, they if they've break got up, this uh, this Congress. It, yeah, if they got the rest of this week and, and next week, that's eternity for them, right? I mean, because they don't do anything to right at the last anyway. Right, right. That always happens. You know, any, you know, any negotiation, you, uh, you know, you try to get your, you wait as long as you can to try to get your best deal, and that's what's happening here. All right, Phil. Lots going on. Appreciate uh, you being on with us, kind of giving us an update on what's going on there in Washington D.C. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good beer. Phil Brasher, executive editor for AgriPulse. Up next, we check in on the DTN Virtual Ag Summit. We'll talk with the DTN Editor-in-Chief. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. A cold front can slow the world to a crawl, but with Cenex Premium Diesel, your fleet can power through. Cenex Roadmaster XL Seasonally Enhanced comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn, optimizing cold weather performance over typical number two diesel. So rather than complaining about the cold, own it with Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Michael Langemeyer, Purdue Ag Economist. Michael, the roller coaster ride of 2020 continues. The October index was 183, and the November index is down from that to a level of 167. So what's more interesting is, is looking at the uh, two sub-indices, the index of current conditions and index of future expectations. They moved in opposite directions. The index of current conditions continued to increase and reached an all-time high uh, for the survey at 187. That's about a 10-point increase uh, from October in pet positive 
positive news on the trade front. Uh, prices have strengthened, particularly corn and soybeans. We've had relatively high government payments in 2020, and so you combine all of those things, and people are pretty optimistic uh, looking at the next 12 months. However, if you look at the index of future expectations, uh, decreased from 186 in October to 156 in November, and so people are are becoming more optimistic short term, uh, but but relatively less optimistic long term. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. The Home Service Club sponsors this paid advertisement. Attention homeowners. Broken AC, $4,600. Water heater, $1,500. Fridge on the fritz, $1,000. You need home warranty coverage from the Home Service Club. For around a dollar a day, if any of your covered appliances and systems break down, HSC will either do the repair or replace them. HSC has over 15,000 pre-screened, highly rated technicians with the fastest response time in the industry. HSC provides coverage for up to 47 different appliances and systems in your home. Call for a free, no-obligation quote from a trusted HSC service specialist about a home warranty for your entire home, all backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-434-5301. Call now and get your first month free, plus $75 off your first year. 800-434-5301. 800-434-5301. That's 800-434-5301. 800-434-5301. Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. So we will be talking a lot more about uh, the return to USDA or Tom Vilsack, after eight years as Ag Secretary, I remember during that time, especially in, towards the end of that time, a lot of speculation, would he stay for the entire second term? And, uh, you know, eight years seemed like a long time, but uh, he stayed through that whole second term, and now looks like he's going to be uh, uh, signed up for four more. I would think we're already hearing some support uh, from both sides, There'll be some, there's been some criticism, too, and some things brought up about uh, his past record on some things, but would seemingly be a, a, a safe choice as far as getting the nomination through. So he certainly brings a lot of experience to the uh, post, and uh, he'll be leaving his position then as president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, as Phil Brasher alluded to earlier, a very uh, well-compensated post at the, the Dairy Export Council and moving back to USDA. So that's a story we'll be talking a lot more about. We've also been telling you this week, of course, about the DTN Virtual Ag Summit. It's wrapping up today. Joining us now is Greg Horsmeyer, the uh, editor-in-chief for DTN. Greg, thank you for being with us. How's the uh, virtual event going? It's been really great, and great to it's great to be on with you this morning. Um, yeah, this is this is our first uh, go round with a virtual event. Uh, usually, you're with us in uh, in Chicago, and uh, we're glad to glad to have you participating in it in it this way. But it's it's everything's went really well. Well, you were able to put together a really good lineup of speakers. Uh, what, what's been the takeaway from uh, some of the things that you have heard from uh, those speakers, uh, kind of some of the headlines from the, uh, the event this week? Yeah, well, you know, we started out uh, at the top end uh, with a couple of uh, leaders from IHS Market, uh, Ken Erickson and Paul uh, Hughes, who talked to us a little bit about what's the world going to look like uh, in a post-pandemic uh, you know, situation. And so thinking about how food supply and food supply lines and all the things that we both produce in agriculture and consume in agriculture, steel for equipment and, and uh, fertilizers and uh, chemicals for inputs and all those kinds of things, how those are going to change in the coming year uh, and, and really going forward with, with some you know, significant changes basically due to the pandemic. 
Um, you know, so that was that was sort of one of the big takeaways for day one. Um, yesterday, we heard uh, from Bryce Anderson, who put together uh, with all the rest of the weather team here at DTN a look at at what we're you know looking at uh, for for the crop season for next year and this concern about a La Nina. Uh, becoming a part of the a bigger part of the scenario, and so that that had a lot of people talking as well, uh, thinking about if we have we do have drier uh, and hotter conditions next year, and what that means for crop production. And you heard today from Kip Tom. Absolutely, and what and what a treat! I mean, this is one of the things, honestly, uh, that this technology allowed us to try to do. I mean, Kip was in Italy. Um, his moderator, Urban Lehner, was in Washington, D.C., and, of course, we were here in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, pulling everything together. And um, typically in Chicago, we wouldn't have tried a live broadcast like that, um, uh, and, but, but, so we wouldn't have been able to have uh, Ambassador Tom come and speak to us. And so the technology allowed us to do that, made it a real natural, and what a wonderful message from him uh, both talking about his experiences uh, working with the United Nations, working on food security issues, but also there, if you did, if anyone listened to it at the end, a reminder of even with all of the, the concerns we have in the United States with the pandemic and the things that we have going on here facing us, that we are citizens of the globe and we need to be paying attention to what others are going through and, and some of the some of the food security issues that are out there and a nice reminder and, and what a gentleman to hear from than Kip Tom. And his message, I think, we've heard before, but as a good reminder, if you have food insecurity in countries, it usually winds up leading to political unrest in countries as well, which impacts people all around the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that, you know, is something that we, we do need to be reminded of and we do need to be thinking about our our place in on the globe, uh, both as a country and as individuals. I mean, he talked a bit about, uh, you know, farmers and farm organizations be involved in some of the seminars that are coming up around uh, food security issues and some of the things that the UN is is being uh, is carrying forward. So, you know, it's it's uh, and it's interesting to hear that from from someone that you know uh, Kip has attended. Uh, Ambassador Tom has attended a lot of summits in the past, um, and, and is a big supporter of, of DTNs as well. And so it's it's great to great to hear that message from him. We're talking with Greg Horsmeyer, DTN editor in chief. Their virtual ag summit is wrapping up today. Greg. Uh, you mentioned not being able to uh, uh, probably have something like Kip, uh, the event with Kip Tom if you'd been in person there in Chicago. So that was one advantage of, of doing a, a virtual event. And we try to talk about this with other groups about having virtual events. Uh, everyone misses the uh, personal face-to-face contact, obviously, and, and those uh, connections and relationships. But on the other hand, there have been some advantages. Uh, the flexibility of scheduling, you can... You can uh, you know, access this information at various times. You don't have to be there exactly as it happens. And, of course, as you said, being able to access some speakers you wouldn't otherwise. So there are some pluses, some advantages uh, to be had out of a, a difficult situation like we're dealing with here in 2020. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been, you know, it's it's the make lemonade out of lemons, you know, kind of philosophy, which is kind of how I try to do things. And we all try to do things here uh, in the newsroom. And, uh yeah, we've definitely uh, miss everyone. I mean, when when the questions would come in in the chat sessions, and they're still coming in from folks, and we'd see names that we remember from badges being in Chicago and people that we've met and things. It, it, there was that bit of sadness that we didn't get the chance to shake hands and 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 share a laugh and and talk a little bit and catch up. Uh, but again, as you said, uh, the advantages of of being able to bring some folks in and the advantage of being able to, uh, to, to take partake of this sort of as you want to. Um, yeah, the, the platform that we use with a company called Chime Live, who I really want to thank for helping us pull all this together, um, that the, the, the content that from this summit will be available through January the 8th. And so if anybody that signed up and registered for Summit and still, and still can register for Summit going on into December, can go in and listen to the sessions that they may have missed or review a session that they heard that they would, would, would want to hear again. You know, I think back to, uh, I've heard uh, uh, Lance Woodbury speak many times about farm family issues. And uh, every time 
uh, he has one of his presentations that he does live. I always have somebody come up to me and say, boy, I wish dad was here or sister was here or cousin was here or whatever, somebody in the family to, to hear Lance's presentation. And this, this platform will allow the person who heard uh, Lance in his session yesterday to go back and, uh, and, and plop that computer down in front of someone and say, hey, we really need to listen to this. We need to think about some of the things about farm transition. And so many different uh, speakers you could do that same thing with in terms of making sure everybody in your operation uh, you know, is, is ready to farm strong next year. So I guess you're already thinking about the 2021 Ag Summit, hopefully post-COVID, right? Absolutely, yeah. No, we are we are hard into the uh, planning for a live uh, meeting next year in Chicago, back at the Fairmont Hotel. Where we've been for the last several years. I'm really looking forward to that event. Um, you know, this platform has taught us some things about some some things we might try to do next year with with uh, with, uh, for example, bringing some people in from other parts of the world, like we did with Ambassador Tom today. Um, so I think uh, I think the core of Summit will remain the same. It's all about uh, it's about education and, and, and thought provoke, provoking thought and networking with other farmers. But I think we'll we'll bring some some fresh perspective as well in from from what we learned uh, doing this virtual process. Yeah, yeah. Like so many other uh, things from from this year, we think of a lot of the negatives of 2020. But there will be some things we can take out of this and apply and use moving forward. And uh, I think uh, what we've learned from holding these virtual events, add those to the in-person events, uh, will make our our meetings and, and get-togethers even stronger in the future. Well, Greg, thank you for being with us. It's good to be a part again uh, of your DTN Ag Summit. We'll look forward to next year's. Great. Thank you so much, and, uh, and thanks for supporting us through this. All right, that's Greg Horsmeyer, Editor-in-Chief for DTN. Again, their virtual Ag Summit wraps up today, but again, you can still access that information, uh, I believe you said, until January 8th, so uh, that information will stay available. All right, coming up next, we'll talk uh, with another uh, speaker from that event, and uh, we have much more coming up as well. Busy day here at Midweek. Again, the news, Tom Vilsack is the choice to be the uh, next Secretary of Agriculture the position he held for eight years during the Obama administration. In the days ahead, we'll be getting more reaction to that as he'll be leaving his post as president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council to go back to USDA. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. Join us every Tuesday for Around the Table, brought to you by CHS, as we examine how the modern cooperative system solves today's biggest challenges. We'll be talking to CHS experts and farmers and ranchers just like you, and we'll learn how cooperatives apply innovation and technology to help co-op owners get more value every day. So join us for Around the Table every Tuesday, or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture for the American Ag Network. I'm Kirsten Rall. Grain markets are mostly firm this morning. No change to recent themes with South American weather. The lack of Chinese buying is concerning for bulls, which should be emphasized with Thursday's export sales report. On the Board of Trade, March corn trading two and a fraction higher at 422 and a fraction. The May contract up a penny and three quarters at 424 and three quarters of a cent. March soybeans up 10 and a fraction at 1161 one and three quarters. The November contract up three and a half cent at 1044 and three quarters. Chicago wheat march up a nickel at 575. Kansas City wheat march up a nickel as well at 542. Minneapolis spring wheat march up seven and a fraction at 550 and a quarter of a cent. 
Following strong pressure early in the week, livestock markets are faced with the potential to build needed market stability into the complex at midweek. This could help to bring early support back into the complex over the upcoming days. In cash cattle country, it's slow to start this morning following light to moderate business in the south yesterday at $108, roughly $2 lower than the bulk of last week's trade. The north remained rather quiet yesterday, but we should see packer inquiry improve in the area as the day progresses. Asking prices are around $109 to $110 in the south. Beef cutouts are expected to be lower with light to moderate box movement. On the Board of Trade, December live cattle trading 15 cents lower at 107.70. The February contract up 20 at 110.97. March feeder cattle trading 7 cents lower at 138.42. The April contract down 27 at 139.77. February lean hogs up 2 at 65.65. The April contract up 5 at 69.22. In the outside markets, the Dow is up 30 points. The Nasdaq composite down 13. The S&P 500 up 2. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture for the American Ag Network. I'm Kirsten Rall. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 866-967-3879. 866-967-3879. That's 866-967-3879. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. All right, joining us now is Tony Jacina, Senior Vice President with Farm Credit Services of America. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll take a look at where we are, uh, what you feel about the ag economy here as 2020 draws to a close. This has been such a, a challenging year, the ups and downs. Uh, we have trade war at the beginning of the year and then wind up with big sales to China at the end of the year, uh, low prices and uh, really not a very uh, – optimistic look for the first half of the year then all of a sudden things turned bullish we had a market rally Uh, we know there's been a lot of government assistance uh, to farmers in 2020 so a lot of moving parts here Uh, what's your assessment of where we're at here at the end of the year yeah mike uh, you said a lot and that's it has been a a pretty unique year and and i think it reemphasizes that agriculture in almost any given year is pretty volatile but uh you know, we've seen we've seen good profitability uh, this year. You know, five years ago we had producers that were focused on their fixed cost, and now you know in 2020 the profitable producers were those that you know not only did that but they took advantage of opportunities to control the variable cost, and then they leveraged these opportunities to maximize revenues this year. So, what are you suggesting? What do farmers need to be thinking about going into 2021? Yeah, Mike, but again, when you look at these volatile times, it's really important to focus on those things that provide stability and, and serve as your you know, lines of defense. You know? So it starts with your cash flow and earnings. You know, from there, we focus on working capital and balance sheets. And then you know, thirdly, it's leveraging your people resources. So you know, if I can expand a little bit, uh, cash flow and earnings, you know, I, I would start with, again, we're talking about profitable producers that you know, they incorporate crop insurance into their marketing and cash flow planning. And so that provides a strong pricing floor that's enabling them to take advantage of marketing opportunities. You know, we're seeing some of those right now. And then, and then they've got significantly stronger returns than those who only look at risk management as really just another cost to manage or minimize because historically the best prices are available before the crop is even planted. And then when it comes to, you know, working capital and balance sheets, uh, it's important to know your fixed costs. And now is really the 
the opportunity to take advantage of low rates, and you also need to look at longer amortizations because you can always pay it off early. You know, basically every lender is going to let you do that. But focus on getting your balance sheet in order so that you're ready to take advantage of opportunities when they come up. And then I talk about you know leveraging people resources. Uh, you know, that's not what people typically think of when we talk about lines of defense, but you know, that's something that sets really the top producers apart. You know, we've got to ask ourselves, who's, who's part of the farm team? You know, most operations are a pretty complex business. So, you know, surround yourself with people willing to help you understand and challenge your ideas and, and bring different perspectives. So that could be your, you know, your CPA, it could be your lender, your crop insurance agent, and so on. So that that's what we see heading into 2021, really to, I'd say, kind of take the volatility out of farming as much as you can. You know, you talked about knowing your fixed costs. That sounds like something pretty basic, but um, do you find that still a struggle for some to be able to, to know exactly, okay, here's my here's my break-even point. Here's how I know I'm making a profit or I'm not. Yeah, uh, Mike, what's, what's interesting around that is, one, it's, you know, producers don't want to take on any more debt uh, than they want to or have to, and, and they don't want to have it any longer. So then they... And they really they try to keep some of these amortizations pretty short, which you know generally that's a, a good thing. But um, but that can minimize some of your flexibility. And so you know so it's really more about having that that balance of you know what keep that flexibility of maybe it's a longer amortization. And then in good years, you know if you've got a year where you've had good profitability or you know some unique situations where maybe there's been some additional government assistance, then go ahead and pay it off early or pay it ahead because you know. Again, and that provides you flexibility so that, you know, when these opportunities come up, you can take advantage of them. And, and I'll just We're talking to Tony. Mike. Okay, go, yeah, go ahead, oh, Tony. Go ahead. I just no, go ahead. I want your we, example. Uh, we, had, we had a financial officer uh, this week meeting with the producer that he spent the last two years working on cutting costs, getting their fixed costs in order, and building up their liquidity. And... In 2020, they were able to take advantage of two once-in-a-lifetime, you know, big investment opportunities in the same year. So even in a challenging year like 2020, there were opportunities if if the uh, producer was uh, prepared and in a position to take advantage of them. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we're talking with Tony Jacina. Uh, Senior Vice President Insurance, Farm Credit Services of America, and Frontier Farm Credit. Tony, uh, so when a when a farmer is sitting down with the lender and, and talking about 2021, um, setting out a plan, uh, what are you wanting to talk about with producers? As a, uh, you know, we we just we hope 2021 is going to be a better year from a lot of different perspectives, but we've we've learned this year that there's a lot even more uncertainty than we thought. So how do you plan for that for next year going in? Yeah, Mike, so there's a few pieces to that in terms of, so how do you plan? It's, it's number one, it's, it's having a plan, first of all. So it's, it's knowing, you know, where am I, what are my strengths? Where's my operation vulnerable at? How can I shore that up? And then what are some of the opportunities that I want to prepare for, whether it comes up in 2021 or down the road, but you know, am I looking at expanding my operation? You know, am I looking at a farm that might be coming up for sale or, or adding a livestock facility or enhancing my, you know, grain storage or updating equipment? So first of all, it's having a plan. Second of all, it's understanding, you know, as I mentioned, kind of what are my strengths? What's my break even? And are there opportunities right now to take some of that risk off the table? So you know, that's having a, a sound risk management plan. And it's also having a strong marketing plan. You know, there's there's pricing opportunities available now where, you know, you can lock in. A lot of producers can not only lock in a break even, but they can they can take advantage of locking in a profit for 2021. And I've yet to find a producer that's gone broke when they can lock in a profit. Well, that's the encouraging thing here as we wrap up this year and look into the start of next year. There are some marketing opportunities, better opportunities and options than we were looking at uh, not that long ago. Uh, Tony, do you, how do you feel about overall the, uh, the ag economy strength here at the end of 2020 as we approach a new year? Uh, overall, I feel pretty good, actually. 
you know, we've got, uh, you know, some trade that's going on. You know, our markets have responded, you know, quite favorably. So, you know, most producers are, are finding opportunities and advantages, and I think that's giving us some tailwinds heading into 2021. So the outlook is much better today than it, than it was, you know, six, nine, 12 months ago. So in general, we feel pretty good about the economy. But we've been hearing reports coming into this year about uh, farm debt starting to kind of inch up. Uh, are we seeing that increase still, or, or is it a, at an alarming level, or you feel it's uh, still a manageable level? What are your thoughts? Yeah, in, in general, it, it's still at manageable levels. Now, each operation is different, but you know, in general, the you know the ag sector is is pretty healthy. When you look at you know land values have been stable, and uh, so part of it is you got to look at what what's the debt in relation to the asset base. And so, you know, so while, you know, the overall farm debt may have been increasing some, uh, so is the asset base. You know, you look at, you know, the investments in, whether it's, you know, facilities, grain handling equipment, and as I mentioned, land values have, have remained pretty stable. So it's it's not an alarming trend, but again, you know, we've, it's, you have your financial house in order. And so those that have really focused on, getting their fixed costs in line with kind of this current environment. You know, we're not going to, you know, we didn't anticipate these level of prices a, a year ago. So uh, just making sure that your your fixed costs are in line with kind of the long-term, you know, forecast uh, for prices is important. And most producers have done that. And obviously every situation, every operation is different, but uh, overall, do you think when that farmer and lender sit down and talk about the uh, plans for next year, is that uh, credit going to be available this year, or, or is that gonna, is it going to be a tighter situation, or do you think it's going to be a, a maybe a little better situation than we thought it might be going into next year? Yeah, in general, Mike, I think it's going to be similar or better, and and part of that is you've got you know, you've had a lot of uh, government support this year. Uh, you know that's that's short up uh, you know the cash flow you know for 2020 and then you look at the just the pricing opportunities you know have recovered across most sectors you know to where producers have been able to generate a profit so you know majority of producers should be able to generate a profit which makes that you know renewal transaction setting up your operating line for 2021 um, not quite as strenuous yeah, a little better than we were looking at not that long ago, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, having said that, yeah. you know, 2021, we we do anticipate, you know, government support to, to change dramatically. We have a mm -hmm. a changing administration, and uh, you know, we don't know what that brings. But I think the level of government support, you know, this year is historically pretty high. So in general, you have to anticipate that that's going to be lower. And so we need to plan accordingly, and that's. Again, why you want to make sure you have your balance sheet structured right so that you're prepared for the long run. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back to better market prices and, and less government assistance. So that would be something I think everyone would look forward to. So hopefully we'll see that more in 2021 and moving forward. Tony, good to talk with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mike. And I wish all our producers a successful 2021. Very good. Thank you. Tony Jacina, Senior Vice President for Insurance for Farm Credit Services of America and Frontier Farm Credit. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. A good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering. And your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor, restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, 
someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. What do Mick Jagger, Barbara Walters, and Star Jones all have in common? They've all suffered from something called heart valve disease. Heart valve disease affects 11 million Americans and, if left untreated, can lead to death. Unfortunately, less than one in four Americans have much knowledge of this disease that kills more than 25,000 people every year. The good news is that if heart valve disease is treated, patients can recover and live long, happy, and productive lives. But in order to treat heart valve disease, you need to know if you have it. If you or your loved ones are over the age of 65, have been treated with radiation to the chest, have been diagnosed with a heart murmur, or have a history of heart disease, it's time to listen to your heart. Ask your doctor today about screening for heart valve disease. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice US. For more information about the symptoms and treatment for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. A cold front can slow the world to a crawl. But with Cenex Premium Diesel, your fleet can power through. Cenex Roadmaster XL Seasonally Enhanced comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn, optimizing cold weather performance over typical number two diesel. So rather than complaining about the cold, own it with Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Dan Hallstrom, President and CEO of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Some concerns over Mexico's beef grading standards. Tell us about those concerns and have they been addressed? I would say that the primary concern was the terminology that was being proposed. The Spanish terminology was very similar to the English delineation of uh, you know, our, our grading standards, the prime, choice, select, etc., and we felt like these correlations were somewhat intentional because one of the biggest marketing advantages we have in a lot of foreign markets is our grading on beef and differentiating the uh, grain-fed qualities of our beef. Fast forward to uh, late November last month, the final rule was published by Sigarpa, and we, we don't have this concern. Uh, the names, the titles are totally different. It's not as closely aligned with our grading standards. So a success in that sense, we feel. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Adams on Agriculture prides itself on bringing top leaders in the egg industry right to your radio speakers. AOA wants to continue that conversation right to your fingertips. Follow AOA on Twitter at AOA underscore talk show and Mike Adams himself at the handle Mike Adams Egg. You will receive real-time highlights of the show and keep up with which convention or industry meeting AOA is attending. That's AOA underscore talk show and Mike Adams Egg. We hope to see you online. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. Well, there's some things you should do to protect your equipment before you put it away completely this winter. So kind of a checklist to go over. We're going to do that today with Brian Schwartz, a premium lubricants expert from Cenex, the energy brand of CHS. 
Well, Brian, uh, what are some things that uh, farmers can do this time of year to make sure the lubricants are taken care of and some things they can do now that will pay off big come spring? And why is this such an important time of year to do those things? Well, we all know that harvest really is a grueling time on our equipment. Uh, Guys get started and don't want to finish until it's done, and that really can add up to a lot of wear and tear. That really takes a toll on your equipment and your lubricants by the end of the season. Uh, So now that we've got some downtime and things are cooling off, we've had a great fall, a lot of tillage done, now's the time to look at fixing some of the issues to give you one less thing to do during spring planting. I know a lot of guys uh, take this time to clean up their equipment, but what about some steps they could take about checking the f- their fluids before winter? Well, I'll tell you the one thing I really can't emphasize enough is to take a used oil analysis. We know that the oil is the lifeblood of the equipment, and an, a used oil analysis is like a blood test for your tractor, engine, and transmission. It really allows you to take a look inside of your equipment without taking it apart, and and gives you the ability to spot signs of trouble early before they become major. You want to replace your fluids this time of year too, especially if you get your oil analysis back and it it shows you some concerns. You want to be able to fix those concerns, get that fluid replaced, especially if you're close to your change interval anyway. You want to run that engine for 10 minutes after you change it to allow the oil to circulate through the engine and really coat the parts while it sits over the winter. Brian, what can happen if you don't make any of these preparations before putting your equipment away for the winter? Well, even if your tractor isn't running and you're just parked in the shed till planting season, lubricants are essential to protecting it. The longer an oil is used, the less effective it is at protecting against rust and corrosion. Uh, Old oil equals a lot of acid and contaminants that just sit and fester inside of your engine for the months to come. Any precautions farmers can take to reduce risk? Yeah, you want to use a quality lubricant to begin with. I mean, I know we all like to save a buck or two, but when you're talking a quarter of a million dollar on-up piece of equipment, saving money on a few gallons of oil really isn't worth the risk. And I like to recommend the Cenex Maxtron diesel engine oils. Maxtron products have a couple things going for them. Uh, one thing is the Enduroviz polymers that they use. They maintain the original viscosity of the oil for longer engine protection from start to finish. Also, we have a great balanced additive package that protects against contaminants and unnecessary wear. So if you need to use your equipment during the winter, uh, we also perform really well in extreme temperatures. So if you do have to get a tractor out and move some snow this winter, you're going to get great engine protection then as well. So if you have any questions about Cenex Oils or the Maxtron product line, you can visit www.cenex.com or talk to your local Cenex dealer to learn more. And yeah, those are good points. Some of that equipment may be put away for the winter. Some you may still be using this winter. So these are important things to uh, to prepare to make sure you take good care of your equipment. That's Brian Schwartz, a premium lubricants expert from Cenex, the energy brand of CHS. Brian, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. And now we wrap up our coverage of this year's DTN Virtual Ag Summit. Happy to have with us Tim Kohlhouse, Product Manager for DTN. Tim, thanks for joining us. Tell us about uh, DTN Ag Marketplace, your new mobile app. Tell us about it. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, the DTN Ag Marketplace is our free um, independent mobile app we've made for iOS. Um, farmers are able to go to the store, um, download it. You know, we did a lot of research prior to making it. You know, and some of the major things farmers had asked for, um, kind of broke down to three simple things, you know, knowing when to sell, knowing where to sell, um, and then how much to sell. So we kind of broke it down. Um, We've got inventory features in there, you know, so a a simple way, log your grain inventories, um, and then track towards your sales. You know, that kind of pulls us to the, the when to sell. You know, so farmers often talked about how difficult it is to follow through with grain marketing plans at times as the markets are very volatile. You know, so with this app, we've made a way for you to go ahead and set goals for yourself, and then it tracks your progress towards it. You know, so for example, if you've got goals, um, let's say for next year, you want to have 50% of your new crops sold by the 4th of July, you can set that goal in there, and then as you make sales towards it, um, it will update your progress. You know, with DTN, we've got the largest cash bid database in the industry. 
Um, so you will be able to go through and see cash bids from, from all of the local um, grain buyers in your area. You know, that's one of the biggest um, aspects of the app. The other thing that we've done um, is, is we've been able to integrate with grain buyers. You know, so not only can you go ahead and view your inventory and make goals for yourself and track that, you can also link right up to the local grain buyer and sell grain from the app itself. Um, and more importantly, you can track the progress. So if you have offers pending out there, um, you're able to, to track those and, and edit them when available. Um, so, again, we've got it already in the App Store um, available for iOS, and we're currently building the Android version of this app as well. So that will be coming at the very beginning of 2021. Wow, so even more to come. Just amazing what all we can do from our phones these days. And DTN Ag Marketplace, that is a free independent mobile app, right? Absolutely. All right, check it out. That be a very valuable tool as we know, um, you know, everyone's busy and want to be able to do things on the run, have access to that information all the time, be able to pull the trigger on some marketing uh, uh, decisions that you're making and uh, can all do that right with the, from the convenience of your phone. So we encourage people to check it out. Tim, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Tim Colehouse, product manager for DTN. Well, with that, we wrap it up for a busy show today. Thank you for being with us tomorrow. An update on the rural health care system, how it's holding up with this surge of COVID cases, and what's the latest on vaccine availability and vaccine distribution plans for rural America. We'll get all that information tomorrow as well. Hope you'll join us. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for being with us right here on AOA. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. A lot goes into keeping a precision operation moving. The inputs you choose have to deliver results. New Delaro Complete Fungicide from Bayer offers unmatched consistency and the most complete disease control available. Your corn and soybeans are protected and yields higher, even in unpredictable conditions. With Delaro Complete, you get results you can count on to help keep your precision operation running smoothly. Always read and follow label instructions. To learn more, visit delarocomplete.us today.